So we've been checking in on the situation in Maui this morning, and we know there is still such a long way to go there. Right now, the death toll is almost at 100, between 93 and 96. That's the official death toll, but they do expect that to increase potentially dramatically. There's still so many people missing, and you may have heard in the news as well, they're saying cadaver dogs have only managed to search about 3% of the area right now. It is it is very slow going. Getting resources to Maui to help is also part of the big challenge. And I know that we all think the same thing too. Like, how did this happen so quickly? How is it that the water uh, wasn't available? The fire hydrants, some of them ran dry. How is it that the emergency alarm system, the actual f- warning system that they could send, like for a tsunami, didn't go off? How did the power failure happen so quickly? So there are these questions. So we thought, let's talk more about this too. Like, what role did the geography and the land play in this too? So joining us now to talk about this is Ev Gedelov, who's an associate professor of geography and environment and geomatics at the University of Guelph. Zeb, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, happy to do it. So have you been studying this already? You've set this up. You've you've given me so much to talk about here. Well, that's good. I'm not an expert at. And uh, what I realized as as we, we talk about these fires, nobody is an expert at it because Hawaii does not historically receive, you know, wildfires of this kind. There's probably one or two experts in the world and they're phones are probably ringing off the hook. I would imagine. So, but right now, I guess it's an opportunity, I don't want to say opportunity, but it is a chance then for us to study from this, right? And and not try to repeat some of the mistakes that must have happened here. So are you looking at the geography of the landscape there and wondering, like, how did this happen? Well, I mean, in some ways, I hate the expression a perfect storm. In some ways, this was a perfect storm. And in some ways, it was an accident waiting to happen. So Hawaii, uh, the vegetation there is just not adapted to wildfire. There are no natural um, igni- sources of ignition. They just don't get lightning. Um, and people will point to lava flows. But there hasn't been a, a volcanic eruption in Maui in, I think, four to 600 years. You know, only the big island is, is getting lava right, right. now. So, so Maui ignitions that happen. Was uh, all of all of the older islands in that in that chain of that we you know of Hawaii um, don't get lava anymore and they don't get lightning, so the vegetation is just not adapted and the and the people aren't prepared for it. Like probably if it was a a hurricane, um, which would have definitely contributed to the the spread of the fire in the in the current case. But if it was a hurricane, they know what to do. They're practiced. They're prepared. The systems are in place. People know what numbers to press and you know get that message out. A fire is just something that they're not used to. Um, and the reason that the current fires are so severe is mostly, I mean, it's, it's mostly caused by the introduction of exotic grasses that burn hot and fast. And some of them were accidental introductions, um, but a lot of them were brought in as, as hay crops for, for agriculture. And that's what's, that's what's burning. And that's what caused the, the incredibly rapid spread of this fire. Okay. And so you talked about it being a perfect storm then. Is that just some of the, what are some of the other factors? Uh, so climate change is definitely um, something that we should be looking to. Hawaii isn't getting a whole lot hotter under climate change scenarios, but it's get, definitely getting a lot drier. So these, you know, we're preconditioning the vegetation there to burn. Hurricane Dora, which missed Hawaii, but brought very strong winds, um, helped the fire spread happen. Um, and then, yeah, just we're sort of building in the wrong places. So um, because it, we're not ex- because Hawaii was not expecting wildfire to be something they had to worry about. They're ready for hurricanes. They're ready for a tsunami. They were not ready for wildfire. 
Yeah, I guess that's that's very true. They're obviously ready for a tsunami because we hear about it all the time. If you've been there, you know, you see the signs everywhere. They talk about that. They don't talk a lot about wildfire. So what can they do? Like, what do you think they need to keep in mind as they look towards rebuilding here? Well, I'm, I'm sure that smarter people than me are looking at this problem. Um, but uh, I mean, the same sorts of things that we're, that we're doing in British Columbia um, in terms of making the landscape more fire resilient. Um, so building codes can be changed. Um, planning can be changed to accommodate the fact that wildfires are likely to happen. Um, I mean, we could say the same thing about Southern California. If you look at parts of Los Angeles, where there are whole neighborhoods that only have one road in and one road out, you know, that's not something that 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 we that we want in a fire-prone landscape. Right. So, are there lessons here for us too. I mean, British Columbia is probably better prepared than most of the world for wildfire, um, but we've seen that, um, you know, we're less prepared for floods. Um, as we sort of look to the future, I guess the the lesson would be to imagine a different suite of disturbance agents, a different suite of hazards than, you know, that our, than our parents or our grandparents grew up with. Climate change is, is, is upon us and we need to be ready. Right. So if they're when they talk about replanting and re, you know, rebuilding in Maui, like a lot of attention being um, put on those grasslands that you mentioned there too, right? Yeah. So when they redo that, they sh- I guess they should be saying like, no, we have to make sure that what we plant is kind of native Hawaiian species. They, I mean, certainly that would help. So ohia is the main the main tree species in Hawaii. It's actually not wildfire adapted, but it also doesn't burn very readily. Um, what I'm hearing is that a lot of what currently burned was abandoned uh, sugarcane plantations. And so when the sugarcane dies off, it comes back with these exotic grasses that, that burn very readily and grow very quickly. Um, they're talking about uh, guinea grass growing up to 15 centimeters a day when it's hot and wet. Um, and unfortunately, it's been hot and dry recently. Yeah. Well, these are painful lessons to have to learn. Uh, Zev, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for caring. That is Gav Gedeloff, who's an associate professor of geography, environment and geomatics at the University of Guelph. And these are very painful lessons to have to learn about Hawaii and, and what works and what doesn't work and what they're used to. And yeah, wildfires is not something that they've had to deal with a lot, but now they're going to spend some time learning as well. And we don't even know the extent of the damage yet, right? We'll continue to keep you updated on that situation.